This is FemPower Health. Each week, top women's health experts dispel fact from fiction. The most important pelvic floor exercise is not the Kegel. Challenge the status quo. It's never easy to challenge the accepted leaders, and especially if you're a woman. Provide perspective on why your healthcare journey may be so tough. All of that fear and worry, it all upregulates our nervous system, puts us into fight or flight mode, and increases our pain sensitivity. And what you can do about it. The number one thing is you have to advocate for yourself, and you have to be prepared. Your journey to get empowered starts now. I think that the way of the future is that maybe you go to your doctor and then they give you access to something, a movement online, right? That you can follow, that you can easily kind of check in with, and it's part of your prescription. We all know that moving our bodies is critical to our health. Our doctors actually often prescribe it. But with the advent of all of these high-intensity specialized workouts, one of the things I know I've seen and experienced is injuries. So today I interview Rachel Katzman and Dr. Amy Hoover from Pevolve, and they are revolutionizing the field of movement as medicine. So let's take a listen to what they have to say. My name is Amy Hoover. I'm a physical therapist and my specialty is pelvic health, women's health. And that's really uh, where I spent most of my career focusing um, as well as just general orthopedics and typical like outpatient rehabilitation. Um, And I have my own practice. So I do that part-time. And then I, of course, am on the clinical advisory board at Pevolve and it's a great combination between clinical practice and then getting to do this other amazing thing um, to help women and join the fitness and healthcare world. And yeah. what about you, Rachel? Tell me about yourself. And I'd love to hear your story as well, please. So I'm Rachel Katzman. I'm the co-founder at Pevolve. Um, and my story, you know, really when I was in my early twenties, I I didn't grow up very athletic or really into fitness. So I would say my kind of fitness journey started in my early twenties of just wanting to, you know, take care of my body and kind of lead a healthier lifestyle. And I was in New York city and it was kind of the time when all of the boutique studios were popping up. And I found myself, you know, trying different ones and trying to find what worked for me and my body and really found, you know, two things. One, I wasn't seeing any of those physical results that I was, you know, searching for. And two, my body was in excruciating pain. And I went to the doctor, I found out I had scoliosis, but, you know, like so many of us, I wanted to continue and push through that pain because I was really achieving um, more of these vanity based results at the time. And I met my other co-founder and he really kind of just opened my eyes to this different world of fitness that was more uh, functional and low impact. And it wasn't about how many burpees I could do or how many times I could pulse my leg up and down. And something just clicked with like really within me of wanting to understand how my body was meant to move and really, you know, starting to get to know my body better. 
And very quickly, I not only saw those physical results that I was searching for, but my pain was gone and my back felt more open and I just felt strong and my hips were open. And, you know, I just had this kind of light bulb moment of that when it comes to the really world for women's fitness, there weren't that many options besides these kind of traditional um, methods and these traditional exercises that we've been doing for you know, so many years. And after my personal journey and my personal transformation and getting to know a lot of his other female clients, I just was like, oh my God, okay, we have to get this out into the world and kind of started very small and opened up a small little studio in New York City and just, you know, started growing our community. And I knew that we couldn't scale and we couldn't keep this little secret to ourselves and needed to get it online. And we launched Pevolve back in 2017 um, with our proprietary product line with our Pball and our little studio and our streaming platform. And I think, you know, we've really been on an evolution ever since then of just continuing to bring on, you know, very well certified trainers and ultimately, you know, developing our clinical advisory board that we work, you know, Dr. Amy's on and other doctors and really wanted to work side by side with these doctors and our trainers to develop this amazing content um, that really can help women through every stage of her life. I um, lived in New York City for almost 15 years, and I also did the fitness bandwagon, trying all the different things, and uh, I found injuries as well. In my case, I have um, hypermobility. I was getting injured left, right, and center because in New York, everything is, you know, on anything times 10, and you'd see people with these heavy weights and whatnot, and so I probably was going with the crowd. And, uh, I mean, I never did anything that heavy cause I could never get that strong, but I noticed doing the smaller exercises and doing them differently and really understanding form was hugely transformative. And I think we don't all consider that and, and understand it. So I guess, tell us what it is about, you know, what Pvolve is doing just so that, you know, the audience can be clear on what exactly it does that makes it different. Cause it sounds like using this methodology, with your now co-founder, it's really helped you be healthier um, and has healed a lot of the issues that you were having. So what, what exactly is different? I would say, you know, we are really a method that's based on functional movement and it's really about pairing, you know, low impact moves with our resistance-based equipment and really building total body strength as well as working on your balance and your stability and your flexibility. You know, we have categories that are everything from strength and sculpt to low impact cardio to recovery content to what we like to call our movement therapy content. You know, everything from lower back strengthening, pelvic floor strengthening, pelvic floor releasing, but no matter what category you're in or what piece of content that you're consuming, it's really all based in those principles of functional movement and moving your body in all planes of motion, external rotation, internal rotation, pelvis articulation, you know, opening up the joints and really just getting your body to kind of move the way that it was designed to move. We really put a lot of emphasis on, you know, no two bodies are the same. 
and really educating. And I, you know, the way that our trainers cue and the way that they teach, whether you're in a studio class or you're doing a video online, it's really that education and, you know, sticking within your range of motion, learning what feels good for your body that day. I think a lot of people, oh my God, the trainer's leg is this high. My leg has to be this high. And a lot, a lot of the times the trainers are go, 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 go more and more and more. And we're really, you know, trying to teach you to just get in tune with yourself because what I need is different than, you know, Dr. Amy and different to you. And what I need today is different maybe than what my body needs tomorrow. And I think what's also so beautiful about this method is that it really can change, you know, with you dependent upon what you're going through in life. You know, for me personally, I got diagnosed with Lyme disease um, almost a year ago. And what my body could do last summer is very different to what it could do this summer. Um, And we really like to think of movement as medicine. You know, when you get to know your body, you know, I think the possibilities are endless. And when you actually feel good in your body, you know, I just think your life is so much better. Um, And we really have content and movement that can really be tailored to you and your individual needs. Honestly, that's one of the things I'm seeing with the podcast. I mean, I've been interviewing experts on every single topic. And the one theme is when people are looking for answers, the answer is it depends. It starts with it depends. And it's really getting, I mean, there are certain core foundational things of how our body should work, but then the, the things we do to solve for whatever may be ailing us varies person yeah. to person. So Dr. Amy, I'd love to hear from you as someone who specializes in the pelvic floor, because I've interviewed several folks on pelvic floor health and it's, you know, some of the most popular episodes. So it's clearly something we need. And by the way, I want to give an example. So I've been doing Pilates reformer and I've really had to go to gentle just because of my hypermobility. And a lot of times the Pilates instructors are saying, you know, okay, let's, let's um, uh, do the, do a Kegel. Like you're trying to, to hold in, you know, that you're, you need to go to the bathroom And I'm thinking, well, according to the experts I interviewed, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Like one of the, one of the um, interviewees had, had told me about how you do the, the Kegel with the breathing, how it's opposite of what you would think. So there's all these nuances that I don't think everyone is aware of. And so, uh, you know, I'd love to hear from you, Dr. Amy, to talk about these really important nuances to how we exercise and stay healthy without getting on these social media performances that people are doing that may not work for us? Great question. And I, you know, as Rachel was talking, you know, I thought about how really unique this method is in a way that makes it so customizable per person, right? So, and that really is what sets it apart. You know, it it doesn't just say, well, here's what you do and here's how to modify it. It teaches you to understand where your own strengths and weaknesses are, right? Because it's based on, you know, correct biomechanical movement, but 
as you take a class, you know, you, they're telling you exactly where you're supposed to feel these activations and, you know, where this, what this specific move is working on. And, and then they cue you kind of from head to toe, what you're supposed to feel. And it really just tunes you into, oh, okay, like, let me focus on that. And can I do that? Like, where, what am I feeling there? Or is that something I need to, you know, limit my range of motion and, you know, so it's so, it's so great because not only is it again, customizable, but it, it gives you such an insight to what's really happening movement wise in your own body and specifically for pelvic floor. So obviously since that's my, you know, strong background, I just, I would, I would always see patients that wanted to exercise. They wanted to be active and they just were running into a wall, right? Whether it be hypertonic pelvic floor and, you know, they couldn't do all this core work or they were going to really, you know, aggravate their symptoms or, you know, they didn't want to go into a cardio class because they're leaking such specific needs across the board that, there was no like one-stop shopping, right? And, or if they went in, they just got overwhelmed. And then, you know, they kind of, a lot of them just kind of shut down and, and just didn't know where to go, right? So, you know, with this method, we really wanted to offer something for that uh, population specifically, because it is such a huge need, as you know, you know, it's not just about kegels or, you know, just relax or just two kegels. Like it's, <laughs> You know, it's, it's so much more intricate than that. And so our content is really based off of a lot of my experience clinically seeing like what these women need and what was missing in the fitness world, right? So we educate them on breath and how breath connects to the pelvic floor and how the abdominals and, and how it's part of your core and it's part of a bigger system and how it's not just, if you're leaking, it, it may not just be your pelvic floor. You may be holding your breath. You may, you know, be overactive in your abs. Like there's, you know, it, it again, just tunes you into like all these other reasons and, and things that might be happening in your body and then where to, um, you know, work on those things and how to work on those things. And we have these progressive programs and some of them, you know, maybe you need to repeat the first couple until you kind of master those and then you move on. Right. Um, and we do that a, a lot with our movement therapy content for all these specific needs. Uh, so it's just been really great to have this platform to, you know, give women a safe place to work out, but also educate them. And we do have right. a lot of educational content as well on our um, on our website and on our platform. And, you know, we have Q and A's and, and links and just, you know, we, we really believe in educating women about their bodies. I think one thing too, just on that note, um, what I've seen as well is that specifically for pelvic floor, you know, and me included, I didn't know prior to working with Dr. Amy, that that is something that I need to be, you know, working on. It's a muscle um, and that I should be strengthening. And I, how do I, you know, how, how do we help women who maybe aren't experiencing a certain problem, you know, better understand and educate as well. So I think 
I, I was in that camp. I'm like, well, I know how to activate my, my pelvic floor. I, I can do a, a Kegel. And then when Dr. Amy really walked me through those steps, I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm doing this right. Wait, I can't activate my pelvic floor. What's going on? Um, and so it's really like breaking it down step by step. Um, so it's been really exciting to see our members kind of engage with all this different content. What would you say are some of the things that people may do wrong that they don't understand they're doing wrong. You know, I noticed with Pvolve, you have products that seem to be very directive with how the body moves. So instead of it being just a ball, there seems to be additional things added to it so that it helps move the body. So I'd love to know what some of those, you know, subtle but important movements people do that they shouldn't. I believe that Injury comes from improper form, right? So knowing how to align your body in a way that it was meant to be moved, you know? So for example, doing a bunch of like drop squats or kettlebell swings, you're just kind of like swinging your body around, right? Like, (laughs) and, and doing it maybe as fast as possible because you're looking around and you're seeing other people do it that way. Um, but really what, what should be happening is you're focusing on quality over quantity, right? I mean, you're supposed to work your body to a point where, yes, you fatigue. The last couple of reps are supposed to be hard, right? And, but it, that doesn't mean that it needs to be fast or super heavy resistance. It just means you need to do it with the right muscle activation, right? So, you could do three really slow, very well aligned squats and be just as good if, if not better than doing 10 kettlebell swings, right? Because you're doing it the right way. So I really think understanding, first of all, like that you're supposed to be using your muscles and not your joints to move, right? Like staying active in your muscles through the whole movement, because so many people, I, I think, just automatically go into their joints, if that makes sense, where they're just kind of swinging their bodies around <laughs> without a whole lot of control. So s- slow, controlled, uh, well aligned and good form. I used to think the heaviest weight, the goal is the heaviest weight possible and the most amount of this, that, or the other. And when I cut that out of my life and just focused on, like, I'm actually doing so many things that are gentle. I mean, I've run a marathon, I've done it all. And now I walk, I don't run. I use light weights. I don't think I use anything more than five pounds and I'm 47 and I look better now than what I did in my thirties because I'm just focusing on being healthy and you're smiling, Rachel. What are you thinking? I, I love that. I love that tip. I think also, you know, I love all starting with no equipment. You know, I think the equipment is just such an add-on, right? And it's going to help activate and turn on. But to me, if you can't kind of get your shoulders to roll back or you don't know how to engage your arms or your glutes with, with your own body weight, then I think you, I've seen a lot of times, you know, getting lost and almost letting the equipment be in control over you versus you being in control over the equipment. Um, I also think a lot of times just, I'm like 
obsessed with the foot and ankle. I think that's where everything kind of starts from. And I, you know, (laughs) I had no idea how tight and kind of wound up my feet and ankles were prior to this. Um, But once you kind of get everything to loosen up and just, you know, be more mobile, your hips, your back, everything. I think all those motions in no matter what class you're taking, um, I think it really kind of propels you forward to really achieving, you know, all the results that, that people are looking for. Now, one of the questions I'd love to touch on, it seems like we have, you know, physical trainers and then we have our doctors and I mean, the whole healthcare system is, 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 is so siloed. So we'll just take this fitness part, but you know, I don't necessarily see a doctor saying anything more than you should get more exercise, right? And it's really holistic. So what are you guys seeing? I mean, you know, Amy, in in your practice, you know, we just have kind of a backwards model in our medical system, right? We wait until things go wrong, and then we treat them. And when it comes to our musculoskeletal and our physical movement health, you know, it's it's something that really like you said, is just sort of lacking in prevention, right? Prevention strategies in sort of the mainstream medical system. And so again, like you're going to come to a PT because something's wrong, right? But how about, you know, what you can do to prevent that from happening and and what can the medical system do? And I think, you know, offering, and, and we're seeing this this a little bit, and even uh, here at Pevolve, we are partnering with healthcare on this, but using movement as a benefit, right? A benefit or a prescription, you can go in with an, a knee strain or, you know, a, a tendonitis and, and they're going to give you anti-inflammatories and that's going to take the pain away maybe temporarily, or you get a steroid injection, or, you know, these are the, the things that we all know can happen when you have an orthopedic injury. But what about what caused that, right? Like, are we even addressing that? No, you're not, not with medicine. We're not with prescription medicine, which is why we believe that movement is medicine, right? Because it's, it's reparative, restorative, but also preventative. And that's where there's such an opportunity to really be in the forefront of hopefully a change towards prevention and wellness in our health healthcare system, offering something to people who may not have access, like you said, just getting them to understand that movement is, you know, meaningful movement is accessible. And also it's something they can learn how to do on their own with some good information and some good guidance. Right. Um, And they, because yeah. How many times have you gone to the doctor and they say, well, you know, go do some exercise, exercise three times a week. And you hear all these like guidelines, but then again, like they just get lost. And, and we, we see this a lot as PTs, people asking us where we, where to go in the fitness world and, or they go to their fitness instructors and ask them about medical stuff, right? Um, We see that quite a bit. So, you know, it is obviously a big gap and that's what we're trying to fill there. And I I think that the way of the future is that, you know, maybe you go to your doctor and then they give you access to something, a movement online, right? That you can follow, that you can easily kind of check in with, and it's part of your prescription. Now you were alluding to the healthcare system and having some collaborations. Tell us about that because 
you know, I'd love to hear more about it because it could be something that those who are working in the the fitness space or even companies who are looking for um, supporting employees and things like that could learn. So what is this partnership that, that you guys are doing right now? So we are, you know, partnering with a, an insurance company that is launching in January, which we're so excited about, um, that is really going to just open up and really give, you know, free access to PVOLV if you're with that provider. We also have partnered with, you know, Ovia Healthcare, who is a, a pre and postnatal app, and we've developed some exclusive uh, postnatal content for them. Uh, we also have discounts for students, first responders, seniors, and we really feel like Dr. Amy said, like this is, you know, a movement and yes, we want to be at the forefront, but we really feel that we are stronger, you know, with these other partners who are really kind of helping bring this movement forward of really bridging the gap between fitness and healthcare. I'm noticing that so many companies now are starting to work with employers and insurance companies to really give more access to people. And it's critical because the way the system has been run is so siloed. Now, I will say it's going to be interesting to see how long-term things evolve because there's so many wonderful products that are being developed. So how do we make that not feel like overwhelming and siloed? But it's it's great to see that you've had positive reception because you know, health and fitness is also part of health. It's not just about, you know, the typical way of you're sick or just get your annual. It's so much more than that. Yeah. And I think, you know, during COVID, a lot of us just realized how important our health is, right? Because if without that, what, what really do you have? And I think it really kind of accelerated not only these insurance companies, but these other bigger companies wanting to, you know, have um, more of these, fitness, health-centric benefits to offer. We've been really excited about a lot of the, you know, partnerships we've already launched with and all of the ones upcoming for 2022. FemPower Health is pleased to partner with the upcoming FemTech and Consumer Innovation Summit. The summit is the latest deep dive event, part of the Women's Health Innovation Series, looking to tackle this growing sector of women's health, having had continental success in driving innovation, investment, research, and partnerships in traditional women's health care by bringing together critical stakeholders. Join us in New York on June 7th and 8th as we channel this success into the consumer sector of women's health. Visit www.femtechconsumerinnovation.com to view the superstar speaker lineup and enter code FEMPOWER15 for 15% off your ticket. Hope to see you there. The other thing that we're really proud of is that we are involved in clinical trials and we're finishing up one, we're, you know, in the middle of another and in a discussion about a third. And, you know, that's another thing that's really important, being credible in the healthcare world too, right, is being able to like scientifically back what we're doing. And our method is based in science, it's based in in research and proven, you know, exercise um, science, but, you know, we're specifically testing this type of exercise and fitness method and, you know, seeing really amazing results initially in our clinical trials. And we know that that is important in healthcare. Obviously, you know, our healthcare system is based on science and 
evidence-based practice. Rachel, you've taken your story and realized that, you know, we need the science behind it because working out is important, but one can be injured. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, we, we always say too, like the vanity side that that's kind of table stakes, right? If I am going to move my body, I, I, but fitness needs to be, and it should be so much more and it should be giving me all these, you know, more benefits to really improve my life today, tomorrow, and really for the future. Thank you for sharing that your story about, you know, Lyme's disease as well and, and how that changed how you're working out because, you know, it is true. Like I can imagine the frustration that you may have felt. So I guess tell us how you got through that. And cause it seems like you were accepting of, okay, well, I guess the way I'm working out now is different. So how did you get through that? I'm very type A, can't get out of my own head. So it's hard for me, but during this time, um, I really kind of prioritize that. And so we've just recently launched meditation on the app. I've connected to a lot of other community members that have other autoimmune diseases and just what, what do you want to see on the platform? What's feeling good for you and just continue to really learn my body in a new way and what it was asking for during that time and just celebrating the little wins and, and really changing the word workout to movement. So since you are talking to the community, what would you say is probably one of the most surprising things that you've heard, whether, I don't know, surprising, um, most common, whatever it is you want to share. I'd be curious what they have to say. You know, I mean, I, I have some examples. I can share some quotes. I think the, the common thread that no matter who we talk to, what age, fitness background, what goal they're achieving, it's that this method and these moves, it just feels good. I think when it comes to, you know, some of our specific, um, specialty content, you know, we did release a cycle syncing program that was all how to optimize your body during your menstrual cycle through mind movement and meals. I think some of those kind of testimonials were just fantastic. You know, everything from these workouts themselves, um, are amazing. The most useful for cramps. Um, the most unexpected result was seeing how improved my energy levels were not having to take ibuprofen for the first time in 20 years during their, their cycle for our knee stability series. It was very valuable made me aware of things that I was doing that put extra strain on my knees and I'll pay more attention to what my knees are doing during a workout 99% of people feel more confident in their daily activities, those people who do have knee injuries and sensitivities. So I think through this content, just educating people so that when they are, you know, hiking or walking or playing with their grandkids or doing outside activities, they feel more in control of their body and more aware um, and just feeling good and, and living their best life. That's awesome. No, those are incredible testimonials and really concrete examples of just how important the right way to exercise mm-hmm. is, is, um, is critical to our health. What would you say are maybe the top three tips or maybe a top tip that people should be aware of when they exercise? Like probably the biggest one that comes to my mind is thinking about what you're doing and how is this going to translate into moving for the rest of my day. 
How is this going to influence that? I always tell my patients, exercise is only 1% of your day. And, but it's really the other 99% that makes the biggest impact. So what you want to be aware of is when you're working out, is this serving you for the rest of that 99%, right? Is that going to help you move better during the rest of your day? Or are you going to be hobbling around because you overdid it, right? And then creating worse muscle patterns, right? So like connecting with your body during exercise, and it's almost like meditative in a way, even though you're moving, you're in your body, you're really feeling what it's doing. And, you know, I think a lot of people like I'm a runner as well, right? So I I think you have to ask yourself what your goal is for your workout. And is that going to serve you in the rest of your, your day moving forward and how, and, you know, are you going to feel better or are you going to feel like you're depleted or, you know, it, it should energize you. It should make you feel accomplished, empowered. So ask yourself those questions when you're working out. So anything else that you guys wanted to talk about that maybe I didn't ask about? My only thing is, I think if when we're discussing fitness, you know, maybe you're, maybe you have some listeners that aren't into fitness, right? Or, or maybe they don't know where to start or, or are intimidated. And, and, you know, my, I like to tell my patients, like, if you want to be able to move, you have to move, you know, and like that starts from a very young age and all the way through your whole life. Like one of the hardest things I think about aging is losing independence and specifically like physical abilities and, and, and things like that. If you're just starting out, like I promise you, you can do it. Right. And there's a, there's, there's something for everybody. There's a movement for everybody. Absolutely. And I will just add my own thoughts just because your friend is doing it doesn't mean you have to do it, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about what works for you. And I think we've kind of said that in many different ways. Okay. So last question I've, um, I used to ask, what is your greatest hope for women's health, but I've changed it up. What is a interesting fact about yourself? Well, this one is really easy for me. I own three horses and I compete in equestrian events and that's like my happy place. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's like my other world <laughs> that I live oh my in. Gosh, so. that is amazing. You know, a- I love horses, but when I was young in my first summer camp, I got thrown off a horse yeah. and I've done a couple of those vacation things. But like one time we were in Mexico and there was this, like those RVs or whatever, driving by on the beach with the horses. I'm like, I can't do, I'm so scared of horses. Like what is going on with me and horses? But the theory of it sounds great. So good for you. Rachel, what about you? An interesting fact about me. I love, I don't know if this is not as good as Dr. Amy is, but I mean, I I love cooking. Like cooking's my hobby. And I just, that's like my happy place. I think when I'm actually feeling very like stressed and overwhelmed at work, if I just immediately go and start like chopping, it just totally zens and like calms me. And the only time I don't actually look at my phone, if I'm like prepping all my food. And like, to me, there's nothing better than going to like a local farm and picking out all my good produce and coming home and like washing it and chopping it and getting it ready and making something really yummy and delicious. Oh, so it sounds like you're not a recipe follower. Do you invent stuff? Yes. I mean, I definitely get in spell. Like I'll go on Instagram and me and my friends send each other, but I put my 
my spin on it. And definitely, you know, with uh, my Lyme diagnosis, um, kind of what I can tolerate now is a little bit different. So I've had to be very creative on how to kind of be very simple, but still make it very fun and delicious and yummy. So I love just playing and trying and I love it. Well, I want to add a recipe to your list because I love acorn squash, but I never know what to Mm. do with it. I made an acorn squash coconut curry with chicken. Heaven, do it. (laughs) Well, thank you again so much for, you know, again, I, I love talking to women who take a struggle that they've had and now do something and spread it to others. And I also really appreciate that you guys are looking at the science to really make sure that people are effectively exercising, but also partnering with, you know, insurance companies and others who are working in women's health. Thank you again so much for um, sharing your stories. Thank you. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you for tuning in to this discussion on the FemPower Health podcast. You can refer to the show notes for links to information that is referred to in this episode. And if you like this episode and found it timely and valuable, please take a moment to tell a friend or a colleague about FemPower Health. And right after this episode is over, please think of one person who might find this episode helpful and tell them about it. And if your friend is new to podcasting, please show them how to subscribe to our show. And another way to support FemPower Health Podcast is to leave a review where you listen to podcasts. And as a reminder, the information shared by FemPower Health is not medical advice, but for information purposes to enable you to have more effective conversations with your doctor. Always talk to your doctor before making health-related decisions. Additionally, the views expressed by the FemPower Health podcast guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. See you next week. And that wraps up another empowering session here at the FemPower Health Podcast. Now, before you dash off, I've got a quick, exciting invitation for you. Please join our vibrant community by subscribing to our weekly newsletter, because it's really your frontline update on groundbreaking women's health research, the latest health-enhancing products, fun quizzes to boost your health IQ, and unique discoveries that you won't want to miss. All of this delivered straight to your inbox, cutting through the noise of social media algorithms. Love today's insights? Show your support by rating and reviewing our podcast. Your feedback is more than just a pat on our backs here at FemPower Health. It lights the way for others seeking guidance and community in their health journey, amplifying the voices that need to be heard. And for a deeper dive into today's topics, check out the show notes and explore our website at fempower-health.com. Our site is a treasure trove of knowledge, neatly categorized by topics of interest and life stages ensuring you find exactly what you need to empower your health journey. And your voice matters to us deeply. Whether you have a question, a story to share, or feedback on our episodes, reach out directly at info at
fmpower-health.com, drop us a message on social media, or hit reply on any newsletter. Your insights inspire our conversations. And a quick note, the knowledge we share is here to embolden you in discussions with your healthcare provider. It's not medical advice. Always consult with your doctor for health decisions. And remember, the diverse perspectives of our guests reflect their individual journeys, and it's not an endorsement by FemPower Health. Here's to empowering your health journey one episode at a time, and I'll see you on the next FemPower Health podcast episode.